0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith and offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. I'm Angela Buckland, and I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. With me again today is Pastor Jason Britt. Welcome, Pastor Jason. How are you doing today?
1: I am great. Good to be back for our second Annual, which is probably the wrong word, monthly podcast. Whenever we're doing it. That's right. That's right. Good to be with you.
0: We are glad to have you. Uh, we're calling today's episode Leadership Essentials How to Effectively Lead People Through a Pandemic With Your Faith and Health intact. Yeah we set a mouthful
1: there. That's right.
0: Um so by now you should be an expert on uh, leading people through a pandemic. So, we're yeah. going <laughs> to we're going to ask some questions about that.
1: Go for it. I'm going to do my best. That's what I've been doing this whole pandemic.
0: Okay. So, how has this current season shaped or changed or helped uh, evolve your ideas on leading people?
1: Yeah, I think leadership is always about the unknown. And so, we've said that before. But in this season, it's literally part of leading is leading to new territory, which is unknown. Part of leading is the textbook definition of leadership. John Maxwell leadership is influence. To have influence, you have a following of people or a people you are responsible for, whether you're a dad in the home, whether you're a shift operator uh, at a company, Mm -hmm. whether you are a business leader or a pastor or a politician, or a cop, whatever, you have a level of influence. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this, that has been the leading in the unknown is what we always kind of know you're dealing with uncertainties, if you will. Right. And that's just been magnified. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I, in this season, have been reminded of is how many things, how much my confidence was tied to certainties. Mm-hmm and I underestimated that, and so in you know, a roundabout way. I'm not talking about theologically. I'm talking about very practically. There's a rhythm of a week. I know what to expect on Monday. Sure. As a pastor, I know every seven days, Sunday's coming. I know there's X number of thousand people going to walk in a campus. And I know that we have a staff that's going to be there to serve them. And I know what Monday looks like. I know what Tuesday. So there were right. certainties built in. Some predictability. I know how there was predictabilities built in. Mm-hmm. There were certainties. And you found a lot of confidence in the rhythm of those certainties. Sure. And in in this season, everything did not come to a slow grinding halt, but a yeah. snap of the fingers, stand standstill, screech, mm-hmm. if you will. And so, I think that's been probably when it comes to the question the biggest leadership learning has been how much a leader has to have confidence. But in the same way, how much I realized some of my confidence was tied more to functional certainties mm-hmm. than God. Right. That how much there was tied to that, and God, it took me. It's really I went through the first five weeks Mm -hmm. like everybody adrenaline, Mm -hmm. especially in a leadership role. We were running on adrenaline the first five or six weeks. Then we got kind of post Easter, Mm -hmm. and more the reality set in, and there wasn't an end in sight quite yet, like I hoped there would be. And so I think there was just a lot of things. I I went to kind of a numb phase. And by numb, I just didn't know what to feel. I didn't know what to think. Brain fog. Sure. I think everybody's experienced that. And
0: decision fatigue, probably, right? Decision
1: fatigue. It was like, boy, just... So I think the confidence thing, and I'm sharing this with our team coming up, but the confidence thing for me, I underestimated, and I think many people do, how much our leadership confidence. And by that, I mean an assurance of that God's with me, that God's for me. Um, not not just that, but I'm capable, my giftedness, my calling isn't based on circumstances. But my confidence, I realized sometimes, was linked to the rhythm and what I knew outcomes or our preferences right. or pr- uh, level of predictability. Mm-hmm. And all that was taken away, but you still have to lead. Mm-hmm. I think the second thing is leaders have emotions like everybody else they just have a different level of responsibility right and i think that was the thing that i'm going to feel my wife's given me permission to have bad days Mm -hmm. in this season
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i've given my wife permission to have bad days and i had to give myself permission because i had to have the answers i had to power three uh power through right i'm in enneagram three which means let's rise to the occasion, perform your way through it. This wasn't something that you could do that. Right. And so that that reality had to shift for me. That that I had the same emotions. There were days I was over it.
0: Mm-hmm. There yeah. were
1: days I was distraught. There were days I was just blah. Mm-hmm. And there were days when I had a great level of confidence, but it was days.
0: Right.
1: Leaders feel the same emotions. hmm but you have a different level of responsibility. And that's why I think emotional health is such a predicament and complexity to anybody. But when you have a level of responsibility, it's only elevated.
0: Right. I, uh, I was thinking, I read an article this morning by Dan Ryland, and he was talking about uh, the responsibility of a leader is to have a certain level of vision and anticipate what is around the corner. But it's hard to do that in this season when that corner keeps moving.
1: Sure. I mean, I literally just finished up a meeting a few minutes ago with some of our staff, and I told them, I said, let me give you the implications for what I'm saying. There's no 12 to 18-month planning. Mm-hmm. There's two-month planning mm-hmm. for the next foreseeable future. Right. Um, and so I think that's just been the a leader, a lot of it's vision. Mm-hmm. But I also think, Angela, in ministry world, I know a lot of the church is listening to this, but I think there's a lot of words that we made a big deal that were more business and corporate words than were definitely church words. Mm-hmm. I think vision's one of those. Okay. And so I think vision has always been the same for every church, Matthew 28, Acts 1. Mm-hmm. Now, every church has a unique culture, but the vision necessarily hasn't changed, but what we're how we're able to execute that has. Mm-hmm has and so yeah you know it's just been one of those we had assumptions and preconceived ideas that weren't wrong but were based on 20 years of doing this in my case and and I know my culture Mm -hmm. I know our church I know our community and there were just some built-in given things that did not change over time but you know Thursday night March the 12th when all this really kind of broke loose everything shifted
0: yeah for sure So what have you been doing personally to grow or hone your leadership skills? Any podcasts that you're listening to, book suggestions, anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think pre this and and in this, continue to be a learner. Mm -hmm. I think leaders are learners is an old cliche, Mm -hmm. but I think it's true. You want to have as much, I don't even know how to say it, plethora that's mm-hmm. a big word there it's a good one a, one. a plethora <laughs> of voices and all i mean by voices is an understanding of not just people who see things the way you do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that was one of the things I'm, I'm constantly reading i'm constantly learning right and so that would be one uh two is in this that i there's a couple of voices that i've really kind of leaned into that are not necessarily practical voices but philosophical okay uh, Mark Sayers, he writes. He's a pastor out of Melbourne. He's just a great cultural anthropologist. If you can be that, he can just kind of get into the what's happening in culture that's bigger than this, what's mm-hmm. symptomatic. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he's been a great help just to help me think through on a deep philosophical level, not just an everyday level. Hmm. I don't know. He's a good word. He's a good uh, person to read. There's some other things. He's probably been a voice the last year. as Our culture has been going through major shifts and changes anyway the last five to seven years. Definitely. as The technological revolution mm-hmm. has expounded, and now that's even more exponentially. Mm-hmm. So how do you... Read through that and lead through that. That's been a big thing. So he would be a good voice. You know, I also say just the daily discipline of time with God and not—for a pastor, not sermon prep time. Right, right. You know, but just that time with God that I'm trying to learn on my own. So I've been in 1 Samuel, First and Second Samuel. I'm coming out of Saul into David right now. I spent some time in Exodus. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back to Exodus and Numbers right in there. And so just in my own personal journey, making sure I'm always staying in tune with God's Word. And right. really in lack of planning and lack of preparation, what I normally did in envisioning, I would just say I've just taken it in liberty to lean into prayer and journaling more. Hmm. Lean into prayer, and journaling more, trying to stay pure, clean, and honest before God. Right.
0: For sure. That's great. So what... What is a piece of advice that you would give to someone who is young and just starting to lead a group of people or maybe they're starting they've started leading in the middle of this pandemic? Mm -hmm. What would what piece of advice would you give to them right now?
1: Get out. (laughs) Get out. You
0: can't say that.
1: That's right. You know, I think. The more we can be, and I talk about this, I've talked about this with a few different people, but differentiate between being adaptable and being flexible. Okay. And so what do I mean? I think that where we're at in this cultural moment, we need leaders who are adaptable. And adaptability is the willingness to confront or change your own ideas and preconceptions. Mm -hmm. Flexibility is more of a willingness to meet others halfway. So what do you mean? Flexibility is what well, doesn't have to be my way. I can make it work. But adaptability is more of an active pursuit of a new way forward. Mm-hmm. Where flexibility is more of a go with the flow mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So so this is Jason's words here. Adaptability is more active. Flexibility is more passive. And I think what I would say to young leaders right now is the ability to be adaptable Mm. and by adaptable is to, and I think they're well-equipped. I think there's a lot of young leaders. I'm leaning into a lot of our young guys on social media and on technology and on communication. There's just a lot of things I've learned from even watching some of our student guys watching our kids ministry. There's just an intuitiveness they have. I think Always the leaders who are going to be best in this new world are those who can stay to their core the same person, their same beliefs, their same convictions, but practically can be adaptable.
0: In the methods. In the methods. In the methods. So
1: flexibility is kind of a, oh, man, it doesn't have to be my way. I'll go with you, but I still have my way, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be flexible on this thing. I'll just go where you want to go. We'll do what you want to do, but I still have my adaptabilities. I'm willing to move from the thing I know Mm -hmm. to really confront or change the ideas and preconceptions I went into this with. Mm I think that's one of the things I'm going to challenge our staff with and our team with and is and I would challenge any leader on this there's a difference this is a ice age you know there's blizzards where you stay at home and get through it mm-hmm. there's winter which is a long few cold hard months and you prepare for it then things go back spring's coming we've gone through a mini ice age which is there's some seismic shifts mm-hmm. and adaptability is going to be how can I actively pursue the new and by new, new way of doing it, mm-hmm. new way of achieving it, new way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being flexible, man, we'll just go with the flow, whatever you think. Leaders have to be adaptable more than flexible.
0: Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, That's definitely. probably
1: one of the things that I've just learned. I've always, our team, and I've always been a pretty flexible guy, whatever works, pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever, if it works, let's do it. Sure. Uh, adaptive, though, takes you to lay down some preconceived ideas and maybe some pride. Mm. You know, and you have to be able to lay that down and go, no, we're going to have to re-envision this for this new season. So that'd be my encouragement, that you don't change who you are. Convictions don't change. Right. Character doesn't change, but your thought and your outlook on it, and it's hard, especially for me 20 years in. So I'd tell somebody who's 25, I'm 41, somebody who's in that age of 25 to 30, they already have preconceived ideas built in. Mm -hmm. This new world makes us not strive to be relevant or strive to be that all that stuff. Absolutely. We've got to be adaptable and take what we know and be able to shift it into a changing world. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. So what would you say all of the conventional leadership experts uh, missed regarding the pandemic?
1: Boy, that's a great question. Don Rumsfeld, who was, I think the last, he served with a bunch of presidents Mm -hmm. I think the last position he held was with Bush, and he kind of went out during the Iraq thing and after that. So this is not a political statement, but he wrote wrote a book called Rumsfeld Rules. Mm. It's a great leadership book that I would encourage anybody. It's just basically 40 or 50 years of living in the Beltway, things he learned along the way. It's fascinating. But one thing he says is whenever you're taking new ground – and you're trying to take new territory. He was really talking about military advancement, if you will, a mm-hmm. military operations. He goes, there were three things we, we just had to realize. There were known knowns. When you're taking a new territory, he said there were known knowns. There were things you knew you were going to face. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to face this. But then the second thing is there were known unknowns. Mm-hmm. There's things we know we don't know about what we're going to face. He said, but the third thing is there are unknowns, unknowns. And how you handle the unknown unknown? What does that mean? I don't know what I don't know. Right. I think in this season, we just all were humbled where we don't know what we don't know.
0: Mm, That's good.
1: Nobody planned, nobody—maybe Bill Gates— You know, and you can go down the road with your conspiracy theories (laughs) there. Maybe Bill Gates was kind of voicing it. Mm -hmm. But across the board, nobody goes, hey, what if we just stop all international flight? In fact, domestic flight for the most part. What if we just shut down restaurants? What if we just say mass gatherings aren't cool? What if nobody could have predicted this? Right. And so I think there's a level of humility that is just reminded mm-hmm. all leaders of. I don't I just don't think I think you can predict or foresee a downturn in the economy and know mm-hmm. to plan for that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe some type of war or military action or some type of tornado or hurricane, right. but a global pandemic? Right. It's been 100 years and 100 years ago in the Spanish flu we didn't have cell phones. Right. You really kind of heard about it once everybody was sick or dying already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's probably the, there's unknown unknowns, and we all feel like we were operating, we kind of thought we knew what they were.
0: Right, right. Especially going into 2020, I think we all had this kind of 2020 vision, yeah. you know, leadership kind of vision
1: casting. I've seen so many memes and gifs <laughs> that I love about 2020, oh, yeah. can we forget about this year?
0: Right, right. I
1: mean, I mean, come on. So my know.
0: last question for you is, if you could go back and talk to Jason in January of 2020, what advice would you give him? <sighs>
1: What advice would I give Jason in 2020 and January January 2020?
0: (laughs) Pre-COVID.
1: I would say, brother, it's going to be a year you never envisioned. Mm -hmm. And so you just better be ready for it. I, I don't even know. I think it would be... Go back to the beginning. I think the thing, there's a lot of personal learnings, Angela, that I've learned in this personally, but I think that your confidence has to be separated from your certainties and live in the uncertainties. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean? There are certainties that I had, and I did not realize how much my leadership confidence was tied to some functional certainties and predictabilities. And my confidence has to live separate from that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's if you can find your leadership confidence not in the context of predictabilities, um, but understand uncertainties, and that you know that that's what I would tell him. That's probably a uh, it's a great message. One day I'll preach. I'm not sure how <laughs> it's there yet, right. but there's a confidence, and assurance. That is separate from our, that we get from the spirit of God, that we get from our calling, that we get from our giftings, that we have, or if we didn't have them, we wouldn't be in the position we were in as a leadership in leader. You know what right. I mean? But oftentimes I had just realized I'd taken my eyes off the ball and I'd found more confidence and predictabilities in my life. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I knew the rhythm of a year. Mm-hmm. I knew the rhythm of a season. Right. I know when to run. I know when to walk. I know when we're in a high time. I know when we're in a low time. Mm. I know how to handle a three-day crisis when somebody dies and you have to go tell the family. I've walked through that. I understand the emotions of all of that. Right. And I didn't realize there was a whole different level of emotions I've never experienced and how it tested my leadership confidence. Does that make sense? Yes, for sure. And so... I circumstances add complexity. And -hmm. if you don't have confidence, you're not going to make it through. Right. And by that confidence, I think that's a leader's best gift is his confidence or her confidence Mm -hmm. is that I'm called to this. Mm -hmm. I'm capable of this. God is with me. I don't know what's next, but I know God's with me. And so I'm going to take it a step at a time.
0: Right. Right. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing those thoughts with us. And we will be back again soon. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, guys. Thank you.